shave your knees, eat your peas. Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. It's the tea. <laughs> Hello. And welcome, welcome to, to the tea. tea. It's our season premiere. My name is T Rex. Who are you? I am Lucky Stiff. How are you? Oh, um, I feel like shit. I got my <laughs> wisdom tooth, my final one, out yesterday. Yeah. I had the other ones out before, but this one was coming in a little side saddle, and so they had to cut the whole thing out. They had to crack it in half and remove it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I spent all night just, you know taken uh narcos yeah, yeah fun but times I feel fine now <laughs> yeah you're a little puffle up i guess but otherwise my you're fine. face is so puffy i can't wait to post just on the one side <laughs> oh yeah we're gonna take a picture afterwards you'll see I look, well no i'm gonna do my glamour pose um, oh yeah tilt it away what's new with you um i stopped producing everything in the new year yeah, which is did. amazing i i like miss you know the people in the shows but i realized that i can go to all of them and get drunk mm. and not worry about anything so i think i'm in the best position honestly you feel like you're Stepping forward by stepping back on this one. I really do. I don't know what that means, but I'm just gonna go with that. Well, like you feel like you're you're gonna be happier and more content. Like you'll be able to do more things. Yeah. Because you have these like um, uh, monthly projects, which yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Producing I, shows is a fucking. I was crazy. producing four monthly shows at one point, and I was and trying to have a full time job and directing things and teaching. And I was just like, no, 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 mm-hmm. no. So today I was like. I got two podcast recordings, but I'm just going to take care of my plants the rest of the day. Right. Ideal. Yeah. Yeah. So now you just have your gigs that Mm -hmm. whatever comes, comes, and you have work. And And I'm directing one show, and then, yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. And you're back taking your... I'm back on tea. Yes. I have my checkup this week, and I'm going to ask them to give me shots, which, so, step up to the next dosage level. Level up. Yay, me. Level up. <laughs> do, do, do. Yeah. All right, well, shall we jump in? Let's do it. Um, we are joined, um, it is her, I believe, second time joining us. Mm-hmm. Second? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marty, <laughs> <laughs> you are such a good podcast guest. Sublingual. Like, I wait until you introduce me. <laughs> uh, Marty Gold Cummings from New York City. Oh, boo, 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 boo. Oh, it's so nice to be here. <laughs> so I, lo- I love recording podcasts because it's so funny just like listening to the banter right. and then be like, hey, I'm here yeah. and you don't know I'm here. <laughs> you're listening, but I am. <laughs> um, since last time we talked to you, um, so you're now a drag matinee resident, which means you'll be Is that fun? Yeah. Yes, oh, that's so not getting my little Delta Sky Miles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so you'll, you'll be here once a month uh, through like March or April, whenever. Sure, it sure, 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 sure. And then um, you're on Monet's show, The Exchange. Right? I'm, yeah, I'm filming two episodes on Friday. What do you do for that? It's so easy, and I get so frustrated because <laughs> we go on the. So it's like you know, it's kind of like Billy on the Street, but yeah. with a uh, drag queen and like more politics instead of just like screaming at people. I fucking love <laughs> Billy on the Street though. But so we go out and we like ask like last time we asked. Um, uh, if people are just like registered to vote, like this most basic Amazing. question, very basic question that the answer from people, like I would say like probably seven out of 10 times is n- no, because no. it doesn't matter. And so I was like, Oh my God. Or then I, I'd ask, it's kind of like that. Um, Kiki Palmer when she looks at the picture of, of <laughs> I'm, uh, sorry, sorry to I'm, I'm sorry to this man. I don't know him. Like I'll ask people like, who's the current vice president or who, who, what was Joe Biden before he ran for, you know, and people like have no idea who anybody mm-hmm. is and they don't know, like I'll ask like, oh, what, 
what do you think about Nancy Pelosi? Who is Nancy Pelosi? Like, people don't know. It's just frustrating. She was on Drag Race. She's on Drag Race! If anything, she's mother that. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, she's a Drag Race star. She's the winner. Yep. Winner of all stars. But so it's just kind of frustrating. But the show's fun because we're like trying to, I think, you know, the overall response from viewers of it. Monet has such a huge following and huge fan base. And I'm so grateful that she like gives me the platform to do it. But the overall response from like the people who watch her show, who are primarily young, is they're like, oh, I like, Maybe didn't know those things, but now I do, and I'm going to register. Yeah. Or whatever. That's so awesome. putting a comedic spin to political education. Yeah. Outreach. In my head, everyone in New York is a Democrat, and I know that is actually not true. That is, okay, so that's a whole <laughs> other thing. Like, I, I petition for candidates all the time on the street, and so for a primary, when you're petitioning, you can only sign the petition for the primary if you're a member of that. Right party and it is so frustrating people either if you're independent fine like whatever but how many people say they're republican and you're like oh mm. secret 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 mm-hmm. secret mm-hmm. yeah it's they pretty, don't talk about it no not in new york it's like a hidden thing it it's is pretty wild yeah. i watch real Housewives of um, new york as you might know they're all like <laughs> and well, they're all funny. conservative yeah well a lot well actually it's one of the only ones where they're kind of split down the middle mm. which is really weird because like it's kind of exactly who you would think it would be but they all hang out in the same ramona circle. ramona's husband Super. well ramona's a cunt can i say cunt? oh my god that's yes, right. yes. ramona's a cunt yes. yes ramona is a cunt yeah uh she is so she used to so years ago when i was like 20 years old i worked for somebody who was her publicist and it was when I almost said when Drag Race first came out. It was when Housewives first came out, and I like didn't watch it. Now I'm like a Housewives stand. Like I fucking love it's a release to the world. But um, so I didn't really know. She, I didn't really care, you know. Uh, so, but she called and she wanted to speak with this publicist, and I was the assistant. And I was like, oh, just let me put you on hold. She's on the phone with another client right now, like a client who had like an Oscar nomination, somebody who actually like. <laughs> Did something. Did something. And she goes, do you know who I am? I'm paying you now. You put her... And I was like, I'm sorry. You're going to have to be put on hold. Like, Ah. what do you mean? Like, do you know who I am? No, bitch. Like, sit down. It's always the, like, shitty reality stars. That are the worst. I I always find that when I interact with famous people, it's the people who are actually, like, hugely famous Mm -hmm. that... And have done, like, incredible things in their life that are so kind. And then it's the people who are, like, grasping at straws to stay Mm -hmm. relevant that it's, like... Oh, you're not nice. Yeah, insecurity well, barks loud. And that tells you a lot about why some people get more things in their life. That's you right. know, because That's right. like... I This is so cliche, but I really believe like kindness is like... You can like be shady and funny or whatever, but don't be like a... Don't be an asshole. Yeah. Unless you're on Housewives, which yeah, yeah. seems to be working out. <laughs> I, lo- I mean, I like a Lisa Rinna style asshole. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love her. Yeah. You can tell she's like a Democrat and she's... Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves Harry Hamlin. I love she calls him Harry Hamlin. Oh, my His God. Cult, like, I love that. Yeah. We love Erica Jane. Yes. Oh my god, Erica Jane. Pat the puss. Ugh. She's in New York right now. She's in Chicago. Yep. Oh my gosh. I can't. Oh, really? She's, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, they put everybody in that show these yeah, days. They just stunt cast yeah, Then you got to just turn around. Billy yeah. Ray Cyrus was in that bitch at some point. Really? Was Flint. he Roxy? Can he tap? Billy- <laughs> was he Roxy? He has the hair for him. amazing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, he was really Flynn. Like, how oh, awesome wow. Damn. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. <laughs> um, all right, uh, but mainly people will know you because uh, you're super politically involved, and right now you're running for New York City Council. Yeah, 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 yeah. for what is it? City Council for oh the district number. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was like for for progress. Uh, <laughs> change. Change. Has anyone ever changed before? Right. You're making um, New York great again, right? Yeah. Uh, you better. Uh, um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm running for District 7, which is the west side of Manhattan, 96th Street to 165th. Um, uh, um, and <laughs> sorry, I'm like so tired. Uh, so, so, but my election's not until um, 
uh, June 14th of 2021. But mm-hmm. tonight at midnight is our first filing mm. deadline. So I've been hey. super, yeah. So like all day I've been like, Ugh, messaging and calling and trying to get extra money and it's like super stressful but yeah. it's been going really well the response has been pretty positive um, of course there's always going to be people who are like eh, you know yeah. but uh, it's been good I just had a really fun event with um, Glorious Dynam and Elonic Laser the other day like, talking about <laughs> it yeah it was shit. really really fun but uh, yeah it's it's like a wild new adventure like I've mm-hmm. always like, been political for many years but this like whole transition into like actually being a candidate is such a uh, surreal kind of thing you know like when I, I I go like to get coffee you know in my neighborhood and people are like oh my god like I can't wait to vote for you you know and it's like oh cool uh, <laughs> it's it's like a it's a cool it's cool yeah yeah is it weird to see it actually like like be real it's it's strange when I so like when I go to a fundraiser, which was where our our campaign is doing something that I think is kind of historic. Like none of our fundraisers cost money to come to. Wow. Uh, because so often I feel people feel left out of the uh, the political process. Because when you go to like a campaign event, it's like a thousand dollars a ticket or you know whatever. It's like a lot of okay. It's a lot. So how are you making money? Yeah. Well, so this is like the thing. Monsters so, Inc. Like, well, I feel like you know <laughs> they have to laugh and like, I feel like Stacey Lane. I'm like so screaming. Yeah. No. Like, what are we raising here? What are we doing? No, I feel like, I feel like Stacey Lane. I'm like that's a lot of fucking money. You know like. <laughs> But so what we do is we want, so of course, like when we have fundraisers, like any campaign, we have a host, like every political fundraiser has a host committee of like maybe like five to 10 people who Mm -hmm. are uh, inviting people to come and hear about the campaign. Mm -hmm. And traditionally those people would buy like a hundred dollar ticket or $200 ticket or 500, whatever. So with ours, we have a mix of people who are like artists and activists and performers along with people who may have like a higher income bracket Mm -hmm. to invite people. So that way it's a mix of people because traditionally like artist or I mean look at our line of work like we probably traditionally want to be invited to a, a political right. fundraiser How you know dare you. because a lot of times candidates say oh well they're not they don't have the money that we need anyway right. but I'm not like in, like yes you have to raise money as a candidate that's just a part of the political world we live in but these events should be open to everybody and that's what our campaign's doing so of course we have to make the money so how do we do that is at the end you know we do the pitch like if you're able to even give a dollar like Mm -hmm. that's welcome if you're somebody who financially cannot afford to give for whatever your circumstances may be then use your donation as like volunteering for an hour to come Mm -hmm. knock on doors or volunteer for because that's just that that currency of volunteer activism is just as valuable and then you know people get give money at the end uh whatever they can give and of course we i think it's like surreal when somebody's like oh I believe in you here's a thousand dollars that's like wild but it's yeah. also like super wild that somebody's like oh I'm gonna take three hours out of my Saturday to spend yeah. with you because I believe in like the message you're carrying mm-hmm. and and uh and that's like what it's a what it's about you know like inspiring yeah. people and I look at like uh you know this is like so like corny I guess but like I look at it as you know running like I wouldn't run for office if I didn't think I could win I think I have a good shot at it uh, but I also know that, like, so we are talking about Monet's show earlier, which I love doing, you know, and, and how people may not know about the issues or whatever. So this campaign, I really look as an opportunity to not only, like, become an elected official who can make uh, real change or, <laughs> like, or, or legislation make for people. Make great again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, there's so my inbox is, like, full every day with, like, kids from, like, literally, like, kids from across the country who are like, oh, my gosh, like, I didn't even know, like somebody who's non-binary could be in the political system or somebody who's a drag queen could be a part of this or, you know, that I could be a part of this. And so that for me is like the real um, win. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, that little kind of 
it's a platform. Yeah, it's it's a, a, it's a platform. Know. and It's like a little like a mini ripple of like yeah. you yeah. know. So maybe this will inspire somebody to do something in in their community and, and, and that's to, the win. It used to be that drag queens would only like run for office if it was like a stunt. Yeah, you yeah. know, like well, where the, they were know, trying to draw attention to issues yeah, yeah. and stuff. But now it's like they can actually win. Yeah, yeah. Well, point. maybe maybe a girl in uh, Silver Lake won her like little maybe a girl, town yeah. council yep. thing. But the the first drag queen to ever run for office, and I think this is super important to highlight. So like a lot of people think you know drag here. Was no, so but well, people think drag is like a new phenomenon mm-hmm. because of programs that we right. see on television, which is great <laughs> because it is making drag a phenomenon in the mainstream. But drag has been like uh, in the activist political role for like years mm-hmm. before Stonewall. Mm-hmm. So I, I always like to highlight that you know the first queen to ever run for office was in San Francisco in 1961, and their name was Jose Saria, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. they ran for the board of supervisors, which is the same position that Harvey. Um, Milk. Uh, I almost said Harvey Firestein. But Harvey Milk <laughs> would, would later go on to win. No, 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 no. Uh, but, you know, so Harvey Milk would go on to win that later, you know. But Jose, when, when they didn't win, started the Imperial Court System, which is the mm-hmm. organization, mm-hmm. the international organization that um, raises a lot of money for LGBTQ groups across the world. So it's, it's you know, been around for a long time. Yeah, so I'm happy to kind there. of carry that forward. Yeah. Hell um, yeah. I know this is dumb, but whenever I think of politics, I think I feel like the most realistic representation is on Parks and Rec, yes. where they just go to a town meeting and people just stand up and start yelling like, yes. "Someone pooped in my yard." And I am Leslie like, Nope. Okay. Uh, and it, I, yeah, and it's I like feel very Leslie Nope. Yeah. So I'm on my community <laughs> board right now. Oh my god! I love my my husband when I ran, he like just sent me like a bunch of gifs of like when I like was a nap, you know, because we were you know like in like our, our little huddle with all of our volunteers, like getting the you know everything yeah. launched, and he just kept like text like I'm getting like texts from reporters and stuff and he's texting me just like gifs of Leslie No but I was like stop texting me <laughs> you know but um uh yeah it's like it's pretty fucking um pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Shall we jump in? Let's do it. Alright you wanna do the first one? Sure. All right. That wasn't the first question? No, that was uh, us. We were just chatting. Oh, uh, I was just now going on and on to the oh, meat of it. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I want to say that Parks and Rec is very accurate. And this <laughs> no, is, that's so right. Yeah, so I'm on my community board, and that's like where, so each in New York, how it works. So like maybe one a position in California right. on like the equivalent of what the community board is in New York, where in New York, the bur- there's a borough president for each borough of New York's five boroughs. And the, the borough president and whoever the council member is for those districts appoints the community board. Uh, members, but in in Los Angeles County, it's like a small elected position. Mm-hmm. So we kind of like are dealing with the same kind of things. Yeah. Um. But the community board, it's like you know, our board had we sit on the board, and it's so weird when I get mail that says the Honorable Marty Cummings. I'm like, say bitch. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, she is the Honorable. Uh, but um. But you know, like people come and there's like thing. You know, if we're we're like giving a new bar a liquor license, or if mm-hmm, there's like mm-hmm. a methadone clinic opening, mm-hmm. or there's like a. Uh, I don't know, Columbia University is a big issue in my district right. where, like, they're just pushing people out. Like, the gentrification is like, whoa, you know? But, like, people get... These are all issues, of course, people should get fired up about. But they, they like, stand and holler. And I'm like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Energy. It's Strong wild. energy. It's wild. And most of the time I go in drag because I have to go to work after. And I'm just like... I'm not, I'm not gonna get rowdy because I don't want to fuck up my wig. But uh, I was actually gonna ask you that wild. when you, because I've seen you do speeches in and out of drag, and I was curious what makes you decide to be in drag for an event or versus not. And I guess it's because you have to go to work after. Yeah, I mean that's how I always relate it. Like a lot of people were like, "Oh, how are you gonna relate this to voters or you know people?" And I'm like, "Listen, like New York's an expensive fucking city. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like it's 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 my rent is so expensive. Like everybody else is." My husband's getting his PhD, so oh it God. doesn't work like all the time. I mean, he works, but like you know, sometimes mm-hmm. more 
or less than other times because of his, during his dissertation. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, like the subway's expensive. I don't have health insurance. So there's that, you know, we have like bills to pay. So I, I can't afford to take off work. Like yeah. some candidates might be able to, you know, I just don't have that luxury. And, uh, cause I'm broke as fuck, but, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, so I just related to people. I'm like, listen, that my work uniform is just a little shinier than, yeah. than others, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, and then people are like, cool. So my landlord's a dick. What are you going to do? Right. Nice. You know? nice. And that's like, and then they, they, they get it. They're like, okay, this is like, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. All right. So let's do the like the so real, real questions, questions now. Oh. All right. Okay. My favorite color is pink. <laughs> uh. um, this question is from Lucy Lips in Seattle. Oh, people like sent you questions. Yeah. Like they knew who I was. It was yeah. like this last this is time for too. You. This is all for you, Marty. Oh, what do you think we're doing here? Well, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You really are a politician. <laughs> you have no idea why you're here. You're just showing up and going through the motions. What? Uh-huh. So, um, Lu- Lucy, so Lucy said, "What's her name? Lucy Lips. Lucy Lips. Yeah. Oh, is she drag artist. I, love. I believe so. Oh, very good. Very mm-hmm. good. Very good. It's <laughs> so empowering to see queens using their place in the community to inspire change and political activism. What are some change. of the most creative ways you have used drag to inspire your community to vote slash register to vote? Yeah. Well, you talked about it a little bit. What are some of the most creative ways? I mean, I think that you know, I think it's. Um, I mean, our our campaign is like not traditional." Right. And so I think like some of the most creative ways are we do something where a lot of a lot of campaigns aren't in a bar at like one o'clock in the (laughs) morning. Right. Uh, So I so last night, for example, we'll use this as an example. So my friend Jimmy Van Bremer, who is currently a city council member, he is one of the five members of the LGBTQ caucus in city council. He is running for a borough president of Queens Mm -hmm. uh, because there's a special election. We don't have to get into all that. Anyway, he's running for this the borough president position and the special elections in March. So you have to get signatures on the petition, whatever. So something that like a normal candidate, most candidates would like stand on the street and get petition signatures or whatever. So I said to him, I said, well, you know, my friend Jan is doing a drag show with my drag daughter, Kiki. So yeah. So I was like, why don't we take the, you know, I'll go, uh, bring one of your volunteers with me and we'll get people. And we got the whole bar to sign petition. So that's like, that's like a hundred signatures, right. Mm -hmm. That you can get in that. And so for our campaign, like we go to bars in my district um, late at night, like not necessarily just drag shows, but like if there's a band playing Mm -hmm. or just like a late night, whatever, there's like a football game on whatever. Uh, we just hand out information about the campaign and that, you know, because when people are leaving the subway or the grocery store or the laundry mat or whatever, they're, they're like, not they're, drunk. They're living, yes. Yeah. But no, but they're yes. living, they're living their life. But like if you're, if you're in a bar, like you're, you're in like, the hey, bar. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want to like interrupt people like on their fun out, but also people are more apt to, I think, engage you when they're in a relaxed environment like that. And, mm-hmm. you, can say, and you know, I approach it with like, Hey, I don't want to like bother you. So like, if you don't want to chat, like no, you know, skin off my teeth or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but people are like, nine times out of 10, I think very willing to discuss things and, and, uh, and drag is a cool icebreaker yeah. for that also. This is so funny. It's like all those episodes of the West Wing where they're like, get out of Washington DC and sit down in a bar with someone and they give them like an idea for universal healthcare. But that's literally, yeah, like, I get most of my ideas for my campaign from like these bar moments or coffee shop moments yeah. because like most people aren't going to go. And this is the fact of the matter. Like most people, our lives are busy. Like most people mm-hmm. aren't going to go to a political round table or the community board meeting yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. they they just don't have the time right. you know uh and so it's i think a lot of times when i say that i get frustrated with people on the street i'm frustrated if they're not registered to vote but if they don't necessarily know the issues you don't know what like somebody's life experience mm-hmm. is so there may be like things happening at home or at work or whatever they just you know i don't know it it yeah you have to like actively like 
yeah. research issues, not just like look at your Apple News or whatever. So, right. so, so I don't fault people, but I can use my platform as a way to help uh, elevate. Um, you meet them their where knowledge. they are. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That's cool. And then they bring issues that I may not know about, like yeah. the oh, this pothole. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Oh my god, we just speaking of potholes. Oh um, my god, we just legalized here. Hey. Oh, the marijuana! I yeah. saw the lot on your. Was so, it on your Instagram or oh, the, the lines lines? Are Oh my god, crazy! Yes. Now here, are it's they? It's about to. I feel like it's about to go into schools a lot, and hopefully we can get these potholes filled, and hopefully we can. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we can oh god, uh, send it to the south side where there's giant sinkholes. Yeah. And, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. And and the school system is a fucking nightmare. But, For real. Um, but so, the first day they made either three point two or three million dollars. Three million. Four yeah. million yeah. on the first day. Yep. Yeah. So. Are they allowing because a thirty percent tax? Well, I mean, that's thirty. You know, if they're putting it into well, things that yeah, like, but the alcohol no. tax is super high yeah. too. Yeah, but I also think like okay, so this is my, I am a huge supporter of legalizing marijuana. I think it's like everybody should do it, you yeah. know. But I think uh, not everybody should smoke it if you don't want to. I mean, everybody should. It should be legalized everywhere. <laughs> yes. But I think if we're going to do that, then who are the first people we're giving licenses to? We should be the first people to be able to sign up for licenses to open stores. Should be people yeah. in in communities that have been disproportionately affected by this was a huge uh, thing here. And, and isn't the governor freeing like eleven thousand? Yeah, I read people, that. Yeah, which is wipe like, your record, monumental. get them out of yep. jail. Yep. First of all, I'm also a big believer in like less people in jail. Like, of course, yes. I think there's high like there's there's crimes that like you should have a heavy jail sentence you know like if you are like a rapist or a murderer or yeah. like you like stab somebody i don't know yeah. you know but i think if you're like i look at so i always like to reference like i'm a recovering drug addict and alcoholic and i talk about this openly in my mm -hmm. campaign because i look at people who uh go to jail for like something that i probably if i was caught with it on me when i was using i probably would still be in jail and i don't mm -hmm. think i'm a bad person but i would still be serving like a sentence yeah. for that if i you know happen to have been arrested you know so I think, why are we putting money into, and we can use money for marijuana, you know, your state can do this, and when New York legalizes, you can do yeah, this, why don't we put money into, instead of jailing people, so like, much like rehabilitation programs for people who are on, like, drugs that aren't, I think marijuana is a different category, but I think, like, you know, if, if somebody has a, an opiate addiction, mm -hmm. or if they have a heroin problem, or a meth problem, yeah. or whatever, why are we punishing them for having a disease? Addiction mm -hmm. is a disease, so why are you punishing them? Why aren't you saying, hey, you need help, let's put you into a program that can really help you out. And that's like jail systems in other countries are more That's about, how it works. And how the, do we and get the you better at, how do we But the problem with our country is... We're making uh, money off of it. I, well, I just talked yeah. about this the other day uh, on a panel. The, the problem with our country is slavery has never left our country, mm -hmm. you know, and that's... Uh, this is a joke from Big Mouth, right? Uh, yeah, it was uh, like, oh, that he said something like, ooh, that was smooth. As smooth as the transition from slavery to the prison industrial. Slavery to but the prison industrial. But that's what it is. Because it really is <laughs> just a continuation. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's exactly what it is. And so you look at, like, how our system's set up now. It's like, that's why I'm saying, like, who are the people who are getting the, these permits first to yeah. sell marijuana? You should be giving it to communities who have been affected. And yeah. I think it was uh, our Black Caucus did something where they mm -hmm. tried to stop it. It didn't end up uh, going through. It didn't end up... <coughs> Stopping it, but they tried to to delay so delay it. so that Basically more members of the to, black community could yeah because specifically because they licenses. were looking in the room of all the people trying to get permits. Every one of them was white. a white man. It was yeah. very white. And so their big thing was like, okay, we need to make sure that you know at least you bring in business partners, at least you you know that yeah. are, are are black people and women yeah. and you know it's and so they at least 
I don't know. I yeah. Straight white men Pitch. find a way to um, ruin everything. <laughs> Thank wow. you. So real. <laughs> I love how we're all we're like eight minutes into this podcast and we're already talking about the prison industrial complex <laughs> and like the, well, the legacy mean, of slavery. Hi entire, Marty, welcome. No, but it's true. Like, but this is what I'm so great. Like, you know, I and I always like to highlight this also. Like when I moved to New York, I moved to be like a musical theater performer. Mm-hmm. And then that like for whatever reason led me into drag and then drag has led me into politics. And so mm-hmm. now I'm like super grateful to have a platform where like somebody gives a shit and is paying attention. So why are we not talking about these issues? Yeah. You know, drag right. queens have an opportunity to like really use it. And of course I'm going to tell dick jokes and poop jokes and be silly <laughs> and like crowd surf and whatever, yeah. but which was so fun last time. Crowd surfing yeah, up really. But, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but you know, it's like, if you have an opportunity to like, and of course not, you don't want to like bombard your shows with, like talking about the you know yeah. systematic racism of America because right. that was like a heavy conversation. You want people to yeah, we're be trying able to, to shine. Yeah, but you want people to, <laughs> like drag is a way for right. people to escape from the chaos of the world. But mm-hmm. also outside of like you know you can we now have the technology of like podcast and mm-hmm. the internet mm-hmm. and things where we can really use our platforms to further educate people. Absolutely. And systematic like our entire system is rigged against people of color, immigrants, women, and and uh, indigenous people. So Hell why yeah. are we not like? using the color of our skin to speak up because we have the privilege to then say, hey, this is a problem. Let's like cut this shit out and treat mm-hmm. people like fucking people. Yeah. Strong agree. Yeah. On so, all points. And New York City, you know, one of the reasons I'm running for city council, New York City is one of the most segregated school systems in the entire country. Really? Yeah. That's it. In fucking New York. It's like just as segregated as, uh, you know, Alabama and Mississippi and wow. places like that, which is like crazy. Damn. All right. Thank God for you is all I have to say. <laughs> okay, this next one is kind of related to what we were just on, but what is the future of the intersection of drag and politics to you? This is from Carly Marks from Chicago. Another That's drag nice. queen. Oh, we Carly love Marks. Carly. I love that name. Come to the show tonight. Uh, <laughs> baby, I'm tired. Yeah, um, they'll hear this on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the, what was the question What's again? the future <laughs> of the intersection of drag and politics to you? In the future, like, do you think there's going to be a ton of people using their platform like as a drag queen to go into politics I certainly hope so I certainly hope that this is like an opportunity you know we have people like AOC and even Nancy Pelosi on Drag Race which we were talking about before (laughs) we were where, was that before? After no, I think it was remember. during Nancy. Yeah, it was during, yeah. yeah. Nancy. So, so, you know, like, we have, like, Nancy Pelosi on Drag Race, and we have AOC, who's, like, seen Sasha Velour's show, oh and such yeah. a huge, like, proponent of drag, drag. And, and I think it's important to, you know, like, have that representation, like, really, you know, saying, hey, this is, like, a wonderful art form, and mm. then I hope drag queens, uh, as, as we continue to fight for the rights of, uh, just, as we continue to fight for the life of our country, truly, mm-hmm. like, it's, 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 scary we can use our platform so i think i think it's heading in that direction even more so yeah this next question actually goes right into that point so let's just keep barreling <laughs> okay through. to be fair every question is about this is such a serious yes, it's just like the most serious no, like one no, hour no, I, feel, no. I, I don't want your viewers to be bored by me being like and then you see the no, they don't have any viewers or is that, is that listening see you know what i mean you know what i mean um well, but, they can no, look at but, pictures of us bobby <laughs> but it actually is connected it's, it's Nancy from Minneapolis says, how do you stay positive and motivated in the current political climate? What are the hopeful things you turn to? Because it can get really dark. And yeah, 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 it's a lot. Uh, I'm well, going to be in Minneapolis at the end of January. I can't wait. I'm performing with Flipphone events. And I'm joining. Fucking love it. Yes, yeah. I love Chad. I met him by joining your shows. So yeah. Thank you so much Yay. for that. They're um, so good, right? They're Flipphone so kind. The shit. Yep. He's now like added on like 20 new shows. And he's like, I love him so much. And he's like, okay, this one's this theme and this one's this theme. So learn. And I'm like, I have to learn 20 new songs in two mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, 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 fuck. But you won't um, make a lot You'll make so money. much money. I feel like I can just oh like God. run around and grab money and like not worry about yeah. it. But, um, <laughs> but so we're doing a drag out the vote event in Minneapolis mm-hmm. also oh, with nice. like 20 other drag queens. Oh, I'm yeah. super excited for it. But um, 
how do you stay positive? It there are days where I feel um, like completely hopeless. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's overwhelmed. Like you look at like there's all the issues affecting my district that I'm running in and the city. But then you look at the issues that are affecting, like, the, like you have like Puerto Rico who's had 500 earthquakes in two weeks. Oh and God, they just crazy. this morning that we're recording this had a 6.0 earthquake again. That's mm-hmm. like the biggest earthquake size you can get. 500 earthquakes is a, like that's like unheard of, you know? Mm. And then you have Australia, which is like On a, almost a billion animals have died, you know? Almost entire species have been wiped out. And you have like, now this conflict with Iran that's like pretty much unprovoked by a president who doesn't he 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 legislate or he 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 makes policy while taking a shit and and tweeting you know right. it's like so like things are are it's we're living in a very scary it oftentimes feels like the beginning of the end of the world yeah. right and and in many ways it is if we don't make like true systematic change you know and and so i i feel oftentimes scared and hopeless and my husband and i go back and forth like do we want to have children or not like because you yeah. know like the, what are we bringing kids into this yeah what you know and yeah. and then it, so then the conversation goes well we'll adopt because people kids need homes yeah. now and you know but it's just you know like there's so much to feel sad about right but then there's the other side of it you have like these young kids like Greta who are yeah. <laughs> like really impacting uh, change on like a international level. And you have, and you see, you know, even a couple years ago with the standing rock protest mm-hmm. in, in the Dakotas, you know, you saw that community really rise up to, to stand against um, continued oppression from colonization, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so there's like hope out there. And I think it's important to just recognize that like self care is important in the chaos of the world. Like, there's nothing wrong with shutting everything off and like getting a pedicure and just like listening to mm-hmm. what you want to, you know, there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with just like practicing that self care because the world is so chaotic. And I think it's important to turn off the internet for a little bit and yeah. just like decompress. Isolate. and Yeah. And just, just, but like, isolate, be with yourself, bath. be with yourself. Right. Yeah. But also take like be with your yes. loved ones and your friends, yeah. you know, like really enjoy that like connection and, and opportunity with each other. Um, but yeah, that like gives me hope. I really think like the, 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 I don't know. I think kids are fed up and I, you know, out of, you look at what happened in Florida with the Parkland shooting and then those Mm -hmm. kids, you know, started an entire movement that's still really going strong, you know? And, and so that like, that gives me hope. It gives me hope that there's so many queer people running across for office across country. There's so many women running and, 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 uh, marginalized groups running for office so there's there's hope out there we just need to get through it and hopefully we get through it in enough time to save the planet but i yeah. have faith that we will yeah, yeah. Oh, that's such a heavy answer no, oh my god this good. is so, it's so no. bleak right now like yeah. I, I seriously go in and out of being like fucking depressed and mm-hmm. then fucking like angry like you know sometimes you're like we're all gonna fucking die yeah. and then sometimes yeah. i'm like but here's what i'm gonna do you know like yeah. sometimes I'm, I'm riled up and sometimes i'm like i can't even look at the news it yeah yeah which that's that's really where self-care thing. has to come in yes. like it's so it's so it's so crucial to 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 um love yourself yeah. you know like really nurture you as a individual mm-hmm. i always just think of that scene in 
Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, where it's like Hermione. <laughs> shut up, you. Hermione, this is important. Hermione and Harry like dancing in the tent to that little sad song on the radio. Am I alone? Oh, I don't Does remember, that, remember scene. that. Oh my god, I'm gonna send it to everybody. Um, but it's literally like they're about to die. They're alone. The whole world is this seems like it's against them. Oh my god! I was like, what? I was like, J.K. Rowling's a turf. But look, I fully I believe you. that once you put out a piece of art into the world, right. that art has its own life, yeah, 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 yeah. and the right. fandom is reclaiming it. Oh, I love. I it's love owned Harry by Potter. Warner Brothers now. So uh, I love Harry Potter. J.K. Rowling can fucking choke, but I love I love Harry Potter. Absolutely. So in conclusion, Harry Potter. Right. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> my platform. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Quidditch for all. Yay. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're a politician, Harry. Okay. <laughs> what is the best? Oh, sorry. I I lined him up. Okay. This is from Dedina Casket from Bergen, Norway. Are these all drag queens? I, I think love they it. are. We've yeah. got a niche audience. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a lot of international ones. Okay. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, what is the best part of the New York drag scene? I'll go ahead and answer for you, Candy Muse. <laughs> Candy is very... <laughs> I love Candy. And I... <laughs> she's Can- my favorite <laughs> Candy is one of those people who she doesn't know that she's the funniest right. person in the room. And that always makes like... Or a, or in the VIP. That's, you know, <laughs> she's the funniest person in the VIP. She's so that's just true. sitting there. But she's... She's so funny, and she's like, doesn't, she did, okay, I did a brunch with her, we, well, for, okay, we do a monthly brunch, and it's <laughs> so much fun, but she, one time just didn't show up, and we all were like, what? And she calls after, and she goes, hey, I'm on my way, and we're like, it's over. It's over, bitch, she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I slept, okay, cool. <laughs> but then the next time she, like, rolls in, and she's, she's so funny, and she did that, like, she's like, okay, my number's gonna be so good, and we're like, yeah, 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 and... She does the entire, <laughs> I like threw like my tips at her. I was like, work bitch. She did from like in Dreamgirls, the, like from the scene where like, like uh, where's my dress or whatever, you know, all the way to the end of act one. What? And she like took pause to, to she, she was Effie and she took, there's so much dialogue in yes. that. Like it's not just, a, it's like three songs and like two scenes like in mine. <laughs> and she took time to like, like pretend she was looking at all the people during the dialogue. And I was like, <laughs> it was so ex- in the basement of like a restaurant at two in the afternoon, and Wild. I I just love her. That's the, that is the best part about New York City. <laughs> She's incredible. I fucking love her. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, the re- the real thing is I like that we um we can be shady and and whatever, but I think at the end of the day, like we we support each other. You know, like mm-hmm. I think, and I think that's important. Like we all know that this is like. A chaotic uh, job, and mm-hmm. especially in New York. Yeah, I mean, there's so many fucking drag queens now, and there's so many venues that are offering drag, and so the competition is like, blah, 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 yeah. like crazy. But it's, I think, overall, the overriding theme of it is, I think, uh, people are supportive of one another, and I think that's that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except for those who aren't. But <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk about that. No, we're not. Wait till we turn yeah. the mics yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, this is you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hi there. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> do they like email there? How do you get the? This is. I want to write you questions. There's for a podcast. Google form. We post it every time. You retweeted it. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing great. Everything is amazing. That's so good that I did. 
It's so nice. I knew that I did that. I did. I, I, I did it. Wow. All right. <laughs> okay. But but seriously, this is from Claudia from Cadiz, Spain. Hi there. Spain? Oh, I love Spain. Spain. Yeah, so oh. many international. Beautiful. Um, how difficult do you find it for people in politics to take you seriously when you also do drag? Absolutely love your work and what you stand for. Mm. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thanks. You trouble with that? We love Spain. Love Barcelona's. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I was just talking about this the other the other day at a thing. You know, like um, there, of course, being a drag queen, there's going to be people who think whatever they're going to think, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have to look at it as like this is not this is not a stunt. You know, like people say there's a lot of people in politics who there's a lot of great people in politics who I'm friends with there's a lot of elected officials who I'm friends with who I really love and their support is wonderful but there's a lot of people in politics and in the world outside of politics as well but there's a lot of people who like to say oh this is like a stunt or a publicity thing or it's you're using it to further your drag career or you're getting your you're just using it to get become famous or whatever and it's like okay here's like the tea I have lost so like my weekly gigs are great, you know, because my my mm. venues are supportive and mm. and like they're supportive. They recognize that this is like a bigger thing than just like my drag career. There's right. like something else at play, which is what I talked about earlier. Like these young kids, like getting involved, whatever. So, but there's people who think this is like oh whatever, and it's like I've you don't like you see what I put on social media, mm-hmm. like anybody, right? But you don't know like the behind the scenes of like what I've like been told I'm not allowed to do because I'm doing this or that I'm not like allowed to, you know, I, there's shows that say if you're going to audition to be on, you have to Mm -hmm. suspend your campaign. And it's like, well, I'm not doing that, you know? And, and, and like, that's huge opportunity that could potentially come from things like that. Or there's like gigs that I've had, like corporate gigs that I've had for like years that are annual that are now like, Hey, we can't, wow. we can't have you because we can't be affiliated can't be with it. Yeah, yeah. And I get it. And that's fine. Right. Um, so if somebody wants to say like, whatever, it's a stunt, like fine, you can think whatever you want, but I hope that my work ethic and the work that I'm doing, uh, not just with my campaign, but like, trying to activate people uh not only in politics but in activism and education i think is like i hope that you take that work seriously and recognize that like uh i i hope people like start to take it seriously because of that because like at the end of the day like like i said it's just a work uniform Mm -hmm. you know that happens to be like super fun and often unblended but um (laughs) The, uh, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but you know, it's like, that's like what it is. And I think, and I'm a big believer in if you have any form of whether you have like, if you have any form of opportunity to be in the public eye in whatever way that, mm-hmm. you know, there's some people who are known within like just their neighborhoods and there's people who are known citywide right. or statewide or nationally or internationally. Mm-hmm. However, but if you have any kind of platform like that and you're only using it to further your personal like whatever of course everybody's ambitious right Mm -hmm. but you have to recognize that when you have a platform you have to use it for to be of service to other people yeah Mm -hmm. and that's what this campaign is all about also and my activism is all about like i believe like and that's something that gives me hope to answer the other question also Mm -hmm. like if we're all just running around like posting selfies of ourselves like who gives a fuck? Like, who... Listen, I love doing that little, like, what fucking emoji am I Instagram <laughs> shit also. But, like, 
there has to be more than that. You have to yeah. like, you have to be of service to other people because the only way we're going to survive the chaos of the world is right. to like show up for one another. And and that's like what this is all about. So if somebody wants to say this like a joke or whatever, like that's none of my business what they think of me. I can only continue to do like the work that I believe is good. Like somebody mm-hmm. just sent me this like text of so like what we were just talking about earlier, like being told I can't audition for something if whatever, mm-hmm. you know, posting, oh, I heard somebody just like sent me this clip of this like dickhead who I don't work for anymore. Like writing, oh, I, I heard a certain somebody said they're turning down, you know, mm-hmm. blank because of new opportunities. Like, no, I never said I turned down, but I was never cast on a show. Mm-hmm. I was asked to audition and I said, mm-hmm. no, right. because, well, I said, well, how can I do both? And they said, well, you have to suspend your campaign. I said, well, I'm not going to do that. So get your fucking facts straight before you talk shit. I'm glad I'm occupying space in your mind rent free. (laughs) But like, but that's the thing. It's like people are going to create whatever narrative or story they want of you. And it's up to to you, uh, the collective you, you know, to uh, just focus on what's important. Is it important that somebody wants to say shit or whatever? No. What's important is there are 100,000 kids who walk through the New York City public school system every year who at one point or another in that school year don't have a place to call home. Yeah. You know, that's like the issue, you know? So if you think my drag is going to like be a stunt, well, then let me like get your attention to talk about, because of drag, to talk about those 100,000 kids who don't have a place to call home at one point or another in the school year. Or the, 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 uh, uh, the rent laws that were passed in Albany that landlords mm-hmm. are still not abiding by and mm-hmm. charging people tens of thousands of dollars just to get a new apartment. Like these are like issues that are overlooked and are ridiculous. You now have the governor and the mayor putting 500 cops on the subway to police fare evasion for a subway that first of all doesn't even work and we have the budget to put that $200 million for new cops instead of policing yes. uh, brown and black communities uh, which is who they're targeting because mm-hmm. they're oftentimes white people who jump the turnstiles and, oh, have a good day. Well, how come they're not getting the same treatment as like the black person who jumps the turnstile? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know why. Because our police system and our system at large is bigoted and racist. So why don't we put that $200 million into educating police instead of having them police communities or putting that money into the school system so those kids can get like the care that they need? It's like such bullshit. So if you want to say my drag is like a stunt or this isn't real, then like listen to the shit that's coming out of my mouth and not necessarily like what lashes I'm wearing. I'm voting for Marty. I don't don't live in New York, but I'm voting for you. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) All right. Well, uh, we are, (laughs) we're going to take a break. We're going to get some more champagne and uh, we'll be back. Okay. Yay. (laughs) Have your cheese, shave your knees, eat your peas. Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. It's the tea. A big thank you to our friends at Roscoe's Tavern, Chicago's leader in nightlife and entertainment for over 30 years. Follow them today at Roscoe's Tavern on Instagram. Also, they are now serving food. I suggest the chicken tenders. I find them to be lovely. And welcome back Hi. to Los Teas. Hey. Um, all right, a big thank you to our champagne sponsors. I'm the only one drinking this episode because T had yeah. wisdom teeth issues and Marty doesn't drink, so I'm yeah. I'm <laughs> holding it together for the team. <laughs> thank you very much to the people getting me drunk this episode. Um, they are Nancy Brown, Davis King, Critica Darling, Sarah uh, Sarah Theming, I hope. Thumbing, thumbing. Um, Andrew Andrews, which is a great name. Um, Legendary House of Andrews. Lucy Lips, who also asked a question. Hi. Legendary House of Andrews. Uh, 
Garrett Keidel. Keidel? Legendary House of Keidel. Love you very much. I'm sorry if I mispronounced your name. So they just send you champagne? Yeah. Well, they send us, they Venmo us, and champagne. we use that yeah. to buy champagne. And then they get the shout outs. <laughs> Aren't our fans the best? That's so nice. Oh, it's, it's like yeah, hospitality. Politics isn't the only scam. Hey. We love, oh my God. I also <laughs> we love, can shake our cup around too. This is great. <laughs> Madam Lips is a big supporter. She's asking questions, She's giving so dollars. She's engaged. Yeah. Oh, yeah. was she from Seattle? No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, Lucy from Seattle. Lucy from Seattle. We love our bar, our place. The our place. Our place. Perform there once. Yeah. Lots of fun. Uh-huh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't see Damaged Bottom on here. Damn it, Damaged Bottom. Oh, How okay. dare. Oh. Damaged so Bottom. So now you called him out for a specific <laughs> Big fan, big fan. Well, Sorry, baby, we love you, we love you. Today we're recording back-to-back episodes, so uh, next episode... We'll you did nothing wrong. We'll be talking about... Never change. Um, the doll. Okay. Um, all right, you got this? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, this is from Raya Sunshine, New York. I assume these are just all Oh, drag I know Raya. Do you know Raya? She competed in, she's so sweet. She lives in my district. Hey. Uh, but she also competed in my drag competition. Oh, I was my drag nice. project. She's okay, so cool. sweet. She's one of the, probably one of the nicest people you'll ever meet in your life. Well, she has good, a question good for heart, you. Good heart. Um, hi, longtime listener, first time question writer. I find that nowadays staying informed of what's happening in the world can be very easily overwhelming. All of the problems in the world seem so big, and I'm only one human with seemingly no power to do anything other than vote in elections. Any tips on how to stay informed without getting overwhelmed that the world is on fire? Oof, Rhea. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Well, first of all, I mean, we kind of touched on this earlier, but like the so yeah. first of all, never feel like oh, I'm only one person. You know, it it uh, the, the I don't want to get like too Marion Williamson or whatever, but like <laughs> the. I'm a big believer. So, like, we, we, I talked earlier about how, like, I'm, when I moved to New York, I wanted to be a musical theater performer. Mm-hmm. And then I, like, became a drag queen, and now I'm in politics. All of that wasn't, like, by accident, right? Like, it wasn't my plan or, like, the vision that I had for my life, but it was the universe, like, and the energy of, like, what was happening around me, like, pulling me in a direction, right? Mm-hmm. And to say, oh, I'm only one person. Like, yes, it is overwhelming. There is a lot happening in the world. There is chaos but it only takes one person to change one other person's mind mm-hmm. or heart or views or whatever you know it only takes one person to say oh you're not registered to vote oh well here's how you do it right or oh maybe you shouldn't uh make fun of that person on the subway yeah. or maybe you know uh, i don't know you, it only <clears throat> takes one person you know i think everything's about like humanizing humanizing issues and hopefully you you're not going to win everybody over, uh, but at least you tried. Right. We've talked on this podcast how I... It's super stressful. It's yeah. so stressful. Like, I I was married to um, into a family that was Mormon. And oh, my husband's Mormon. Well, not anymore, but... Yeah, yeah right. That happens. Um, yeah. But but I, I always talk about how, even though I'm not married into that family anymore, we had a lot of conversation. I, like, literally would just bring my gay friends over, and at the time I wasn't out, mm-hmm. and I would just bring them over. They'd, like, be, of course, their lovely, sparkling selves and chat with the family. And I didn't realize until I did that that some people have literally never met a gay person before yeah. that, that they know of. This or is how a trans I talk about person my in-laws. that they know yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it like, doesn't affect them, so they have no human Right, they don't know. That's exactly right. Yeah. Like, my in-laws are, like, the kindest people uh san and marcia <laughs> love them but they <laughs> Shout out. yeah <laughs> if you're listening uh, <laughs> at the tabernacle or whatever um they <laughs> they so i look at it this way like they are 63 64 years old they've always their whole mormon family all is in the same neighborhood mm-hmm. they've their all of their friends are from their congregation yeah 
everybody they interact with is Mormon. Mm-hmm. They watch Fox News mm-hmm. and they live in the desert. Like it's like what we said, how it's easier for us to have these conversations with the so like that's like people. They, they they're all like my dad. It is what it is. So they you don't change the, it. Yeah, the likelihood yeah. of them interacting with. So now we're 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 talking about <laughs> like gender and non-binary yeah. definitions and things of them, which is like a whole another you know thing uh, that we're now explaining to my in-laws. Even my my parents are like so so really before I like veer off. So like, my in-laws have probably never met another gay person besides my husband, right? right? And that wasn't so great for that. (laughs) (laughs) They weren't super into that. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, when they came to our, begrudgingly, they were like, well, they weren't going to come to the wedding. And then my sister-in-law, who lives in um, Amsterdam, and and her husband and I each wrote a letter to them that was like, here's, Mm -hmm. like, the tea. Like, you love your son. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it. But you're going about that love in the wrong way way Mm. like you believe in this god who has uh love for all people and who hung out with the poor and the marginalized of the time that he was Mm -hmm. living right so you telling your son that they can't have the happiness that they feel they have no choice to have because they were born this way Mm -hmm. like you are denying the exact teaching that you're preaching right. to right. someone. So if you don't come to this wedding, like you could lose your child forever. So mm-hmm. it and it's worked. your fault. It and they came and nice. then they were surrounded by literally 200 <laughs> queer people. And they got it. And it was like, it's probably jarring. Well, you know, they, so they, there was a, there was like a Our shift. people are right? jarring. We're, we're a wild folk, But there was a shift. So at the rehearsal dinner, which was like smaller, there was like, you know, maybe like 25 people at that. And it was at my aunt's house. It was really beautiful, but they were like really nervous. Yeah. Right. Of course. Well, they're scared they'll be ostracized. They're like with like, like my like, big right. family who is like you know whatever. Like my my brother and I are now talking. You know, we've like started having those discussions that are uncomfortable that we talked about. You know, mm. because I don't think my brother's a bad person. I just think he believes that his views are correct, and I believe my yeah. views are correct. So now it's about how can we have a dialogue mm-hmm. to like meet in the middle, right? So anyway, so they so they were very nervous. So then afterwards, when people started showing up for the wedding, more the wedding was the next day, but people started coming into town. Uh, is in Maryland and so we had a big bonfire with people that were there and they were like oh we're just gonna go to bed but then they ended up coming and they and we had like a DJ and they're going and and, and, and they saw like just joy right yeah, they yeah. just right. saw like joy and regular people not Sodom and Gomorrah yeah they just yeah. saw yeah they like, just saw regular people having like a good night, time right. like having a barbecue right. and like listening to music and celebrating the love of two people and mm-hmm. it kind of like you could like literally see it on their faces that right. like shift of Maybe this is okay. This yeah. happened with my sister. I think she she came to Berlin. You met her, mm-hmm. Emily. And she thought, like, this is going to be super, super scary and everybody's going to be really intense and snipey because, like, that's what they see on TV. On TV, or, yeah. Right, yeah. so they think it's one kind of way. And then everybody was really nice to her. They were really nice to me because we were friends. And she goes, mm-hmm. oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know and I was scared for you and myself. Oh, that queer people are just human beings with feelings and emotions like everybody else. What? Oh, that's so radical. Shocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disgusting. But, no. you know, <laughs> they just don't know. Sometimes they just don't know. But even with know. the gender stuff, like, you know, when I like say like oh these are my pronouns or whatever you know my 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 dad the other who's like such a sweet like grumpy old man he the other day like misgendered me, whatever mm-hmm. and I was like oh dad it's like it's I, just make sure you're saying you know I sent this like whole thing to the family like, just make sure like you're saying they them and he goes oh it's whatever it's like fine like oh whatever it's like it's fine I can just say like and I was like I get it. It's like a shift. It's a change. But you have to understand that this is who I am. And you, like, are loving. And I know you are. So you have to, like, you have to make an effort yeah. to, like, 
be respectful of who I am. He goes, you know, I respect you and I love you. I'm like, yes, no, but if you continue, but I'm like, if you continue to just think, oh, it's not a big deal. Right. It is to me. I literally had this conversation at Christmas. It was terrible. Yeah, and it's like you have to recognize that for me this is a big deal. And why is it a big deal? It's because it's who I am as Mm -hmm. a human being, Mm -hmm. you know? This is who I am. Right. And so, like, it's just those little things that you just have to keep, like... Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. And take a break when you need to. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. (laughs) I work mission. Can't do it all the time. It's too exhausting. I'm happy my parents live on a farm because I can just go on a long walk. Yeah. yeah, or when we go to my in-laws, they live in the desert and they have like one of those, what are those things called that like, guns. masculine people guns. ride it? Not guns, Tractors. no, I mean they have those. Other, yeah, like, like a room, 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 like, room, room, yeah. room. Like, like a four-wheeler right. situation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm right, I'm I go in those, I have a good old time. I'm I, scared I, of the I, ATV after I go what happened the room, to There's like a little river and it can go through it and I'm yeah, like, get out I love it in the mud. I'm like, oh, there's mud. Oh, I love it. I get why. I get real oh turned up. Oh my god! At- what is it called? ATV. 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 Oh yeah. All terrain vehicle. It's all terrain. Yeah. Have you ever been on a ski do? That's a what's a ski do? Oh, it's like a what is in the water? Is it in the water? Yeah. Ski. Sea do. Sea do. Ski do. Ski do. I don't know. Tell us in the comments. Sea do. S e a. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Write to our Patreon and tell us what it is. <laughs> what is it called? A jet ski. Is that how that works? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't ski. know. Yeah. It's new. Oh. Jet ski is like a brand jet of jet ski. Jet ski, see, do not ski. It's Kleenex tissue. Right. It's Kleenex tissue. I don't know what's happening anymore. Oh, anyways. Anyway, um, we ride on things and it makes yeah. us feel better. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's do this one and then I think we got to close it up. Oh, we yeah. It's, we're having one. too much fun. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, when, oh, this is easy. When was the first uh, time you got politically active? From uh, Leonie Lang from Munich, Germany. Hey, hey. They have a great airport in Munich. Do they? I've never been. I have not been. I've never been to Germany except I've been to the airport. I had a layover there. <laughs> it is so clean. It looks like uh like a like a like a psych ward almost like oh you God. know like in the movies like those like matrixy kind of like everything is like pristine white it's like Gattaca and, yeah and I'm like nerd like I was like yeah I'm like am I gonna if I spill my coffee am I gonna be like locked up or like oh it's so good and they have like soothing music and then every now and again like the German announcement and it's like very jarring uh, but it's it's a beautiful place to have a layover and I'd love to see the actual city of Munich so hey, hey girl. Uh, <laughs> We stand the the Munich uh, municipality. I love it. Um, uh, so the question: when was, the first time, when was the first time you got politically active? I mean, uh, I mean, fuck. were uh, you in like student council government? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's. Good. I'm like trying to think. Like, well, in drag. So my mm. my granddad was in politics, and mm. my, my mom actually for Christmas. This is the greatest Christmas gift I ever got. She found he first ran for office in 19. 62 I believe mm. and she found his you know how every politician has like the palm card yeah. you know that you hand out in the street and she found one of his palm cards and it's like I like get chills thinking about it it's so my, my husband we have it framed next to my campaign <laughs> thing and it's like so that's always been kind of like ingrained in me and and I you know uh, my first political speech was like when I was like a little kid <laughs> at this like my grandmother was like the president of this, that, and the other organization in a very small town, you know? And, and so I gave this, like, little speech about the importance of, like, I, I don't know, like, American values. <laughs> Just yeah. like a chop. Mm-hmm. But then I was in student council. I, I, I lost my first election for student council. No. So mad. <laughs> so mad. I was running to be the treasurer when I was a freshman for the sophomore year. But then I, I, I regrouped. Yes. And and I gave it a year. And, and then junior 
year, I, I ran to be the class vice president senior year, and I wanted a landslide. Uh, uh, yeah, so I've always been political in that sense. Um, but, like, in my adult life, I think it was... I don't know if this is necessarily political, but, you know, I'm on the board of directors now for the Ali Fernandez Center for Homeless LGBTQ Youth, and I first got involved with them, like, maybe 11 or 12 years ago, and, and it just, like, really opened my eyes to, uh, like, kind of, like, the crises within, like, mm-hmm. our city in terms of, like, homelessness and the crisis, especially, like, you know, so if you're not familiar with the Ali Fernandez Center, it's founded, uh, so Ali Fernandez was this young homeless person who... Uh, used their homelessness to help other homeless people and like really put themselves out there like in their 20s like just like mm. very selfless acts which is the same okay so you look at this last question that mm-hmm. question of like how can I as one person like right. I'm only one person well Ali was like not famous did not have money nobody really knew who Ali was right but they would like like gather other homeless queer youth and like make safe havens for them and then mm-hmm. tragically uh they were like shot and killed on the street of new york and when was this uh ali was murdered in oh god maybe late 90s or early 2000s and uh and so carl siciliano who worked in homeless outreach befriended ali and started the ali Fernandez center in their name and now it's the largest over the course of 18 years, it's again the largest homeless um, youth shelter for LGBTQ youth. And I got involved with them because my ex at the time was starting a show on uh, Broadway and they used to be a thing called the Broadway Beauty Pageant that mm-hmm. raised money for the center and he participated in that. And, and that's how I learned about it. And then I started like volunteering with them and, getting involved, so, and now I'm on their board, you know? But it's like, uh, that was like my first foray into like really getting, because you know I'd have to learn a lot about that, like laws that are being passed in City mm-hmm. Hall to help this organization or whatever. But that's also a great example of like, uh, you know, Ali's life, you know, will forever be like immortalized because of their work. And you may ne- never be immortalized. People may never remember you, but you might, the impact you can have on somebody in that moment can mm-hmm. shift how they think about themselves, how they treat other people. And that's such like a monumental thing you can do. And so I guess it was like my first foray into um, activism, which yeah. then led me to politics. Yeah. Oh. I love this. This is a great episode. I'm having a great time. <laughs> Patreon, some questions. Hey! <laughs> um, well, that brings us to the end. Oh, man. Thank you for being yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You took me on a, a political ride. How's your teeth? <laughs> oh, it hurts. Yeah, well, yeah I, I should have just taken the, um, you the should medicine get the, before. Just, what are those ICs called? You know, the... Yeah. Oh, I've been eating Otter pops? a lot of Halo Tops. No, you know, like you cut the, you yeah. cut the little plastic yeah. off. Yeah, Otter yeah. Pops. Yeah. Is that what you call them? I think in California it is. I don't yeah. know. Otter I don't know. Otter Pops, right. thank you. Or, yep. or Icy. Ice Pops. <laughs> ice lo- a little ice lolly. Um, yeah, well, lots of that. Um, thank you for being here. Where can people find you online? Oh, sure. Well, uh, you can go on any of, the, any of the social medias. I got rid of my TikTok, though, be- yeah. because they're like, Bad. They're garbage for LGBTQ people. Bad people. people. They are, yeah. yeah. And well, they, the company's they, run out of China, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they also, like, if you post about the Hong Kong protests or if you post about the concentration mm-hmm. camps against Muslim people in China, they, like, shut your account down. It's like, yeah. And Me. they don't pay people properly. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Queer people especially. Oh, wow. Yeah, bye-bye. Yeah. Uh, so, Check out Courtney Conquers. Oh, Twitter. Yeah. Uh So I got rid of the TikTok, but you can find me on all other platforms Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Instagram, I think, is the one that I use the most. M A R T I G C U M M I N G S. That's at M A R T I G C U M M I N G S. (laughs) If you'd like to learn about more more about my drag career, you can go to martygcummings.com 
Or to donate to my campaign for city council, you can go to martyformanhattan.com. That's M-A-R-T-I-F-O-R Manhattan.com. <laughs> Is that my podcast voice? Yeah. yeah oh, you did it. You we love did a podcast it. voice. And please go to Patreon and do that. Everything stuff. great. Uh, and she will yeah. be, uh, I still don't understand Patreon. You did great. <laughs> Everything's great. And she will be a resident at Drag Matinee, so come visit. Uh, I am T-Rex in Chicago on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me every Saturday at Berlin. Why am I hitting the table so much? You're doing great. Um, uh, Everyone's you amazing. Me, you can find me at Roscoe's. <laughs> all the time I feel like they're about to announce the new season of Drag Race I'm, I'm just they're gonna chain me up to the radiator there and just have me oh uh, my god not a George reference so uh yeah so yeah um, he's a turf yeah uh, he is a yeah turf. we do not yeah, and approve. did the Vivian agree with him okay bye Bye to the Vivian agreed with him. I don't. I don't. I don't follow her. It was true. No shade. Okay. Go I, ahead. I mean, I don't know. Her. I don't want to talk about her. Um, it's great. We're talking about ourselves now. I am Lucky Stiff on Instagram. I am Lucky Stiff Two. That's the number two on Twitter. Um, you can check out my Instagram story for where I'm gonna be because I have no regular shows anymore. Wild West. It's, it's just we're just going crazy. Um, yeah. All right. Good times. Thank you for being here. Blessing. <laughs> yeah, let's cheers with our. Oh yeah. All right. Hey. Cheers. cheers. And I'm the only one gonna drink. B. That's, that's wonderful. The tea. <laughs> Are we gonna have a theme song? Shave your knees. Thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers. If you would like to support our podcast and get early access to new episodes and boners content, you can find us at patreon.com slash the tea podcast. Make sure to subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the tea Chicago. Grab your cheese, shave your knees, eat your peas. Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. It's the tea.